If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. September 12th, 2012. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is the Podcast Unlocked here at IGN, joined by the returning, the conquering hero, Mitchell Dyer. I'm so tired of traveling. I'm so <laughs> happy to be back in San Francisco, you guys. Yeah, it, it wears on you after a while, doesn't it? Does. It does. Even at first, you're like, this is so fun. I'm traveling the world. I'm doing all kinds of cool going, stuff. And then, I'm so tired. In the past 30 days, I've been in three countries, and it doesn't <laughs> stop. I'm going to Tokyo on Saturday. Oh, yeah. old Tokyo game show action. Even Which I'm super excited about. Mitch, My, I'm so sorry that you have to go to guys, Tokyo. If you don't want to go, have to go to Tokyo. I am more than willing to pick up the slack for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Step up to, to the plate, Shibuya. go to Tokyo. No, very excited. Destin no. Legary holding down the fort here in the, the home front, San Francisco HQ. Even I was out this week just for a couple days. You were? Up in, up in the Seattles. Can you talk about what for? I, there were secrets. Casey tweeted a picture of the theater. Oh, he did? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, no, so, so I, was, yeah. I was in your Seattle playing your Halos, and we'll have more about that oh, snap. Uh, next Friday, the 21st. Friday. And by more, I mean a lot more. Like, the, like, just endless piles what of Halo. What portion of the game did you play? I don't think I can say any of ah, those details just off. yet. But I heard there would oh, be, I'll tell you off. Yeah. Yeah. I heard there would be video. <laughs> video? Yeah. <laughs> there will be a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I it, hope so. Jeez. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Uh, it was we good sent to be, video guys. I mean. It was good to be back up at 343, or as I last knew it, Bungie. Did How you guys know this? So that the, most of our listeners probably don't know this. This is crazy. I think it's kind of weird. It's like, it's like buying your ex-wife's house and mm-hmm. then moving in. So <laughs> Bungie, about a year or two ago, yeah, it was actually yeah, it was right at the end of Reach. They they moved out of they had moved several years ago. They'd moved into what was a hardware store in Kirkland, which is one of the Same. suburbs in Washington. Yeah. yeah, it was an old converted True Value hardware store. They cleaned it out, and then they outgrew that and moved to. In, they moved over to Bellevue, right. which is another suburb, which is where Valve is. In and fact, they moved and like Microsoft right around proper, the, right. Uh, no, Microsoft's in Redmond. Redmond, which is yet another suburb, a quaint, quaint so many, suburb. so many Seattles. Yeah, it is. There are a lot of Seattles, but anyway. So 
Bungie moved to Bellevue and into an old movie theater. Like so they had like giant they just converted it this huge old movie theater into a development studio, which is where they are now. And 343, the new keepers of Halo, moved into Bungie's old space, the True Value <laughs> hardware store in Kirkland. So I find that a little odd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like so you walk in and it's still Halo, it's just not Bungie anymore. It's kind of strange hmm. if you ask me, but Oh my god. Yeah. So I had that Halo there. built. This is the know, first literally. This, yeah. this is the first cup of orange tea I have had in literally months. We haven't had it in the office and we have it now and this is the first one I've had. Are you and savoring it? I'm so happy you guys. I'm so pleased. I, I was at my desk before the show busting out yet another bag of Trader Joe's ode to the old fashioned potato love those chips things. It it is Frightening, they're frighteningly good. It's they're, they're those bags like, are massive, they, and but they just keep you. It doesn't matter. You just put them all in your face, and so is that like some low fat shit? Will I feel bad if I eat those? I I don't know. I haven't checked the bag because right. you just fear it. I yeah, I'm a little. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to stop. Yeah, you know why? Why look at the nutrition panel if if it's just going to be bad news? Yeah, where's I, the fun in that? I, I, Greg brought in those Oreos. I heard about that. The candy corn yeah. Oreos? Yeah. I was gone. I like Game traditional Scoop today. Oreos. We I had like traditional a, Oreos. So Game Scoop today was like 20 minutes, and I think 10 minutes of it was talking about Oreos. Look <laughs> for that. What, they, now, the, what, it was candy corn candy Oreos? Corn. Yeah, on the inside. And then the, the white, the whiter, the white. Yeah, like the, the white stuff in the Oreo was like candy corn flavored. Yeah, and then the, the, the crunchy part. I don't know what to call it. Is the, the cookie? The, the Oreo cookie, cookie part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like the white or yellow type cookie. Really? Yeah. I didn't was notice it, that. Was you it good? You didn't notice that when you were putting it in your mouth? I didn't eat one today. Oh, It was okay. nine in the morning. There's oh. no way I'm eating a candy corn Oreo at 9 I a.m. I did. How Said was the it? guy who had Do a sugar tell. donut. I, nah, I thought it was there. Just eh, huh? I love traditional Oreos. From the I fridge, I put them in the fridge so they're cold oh, when see, you eat them. You're, and that's you're, how I like them. Uh, you're a communist, oh, or man. possibly Canadian if you're eating things that cold. <laughs> I am Canadian. Were you around yesterday for the yeah. maple cookies? I was. No, I was uh, in you Seattle yesterday. Bro- you go, oh yeah, that's right. And you were gone. You weren't at your desk. I was giving around maple cookies mm-hmm. like from Canada. My mom mailed me a box. Did you get me beehive syrup? What? I don't know what that means. Oh, I man. asked you a pack. Those <laughs> I wasn't. Pax was a bit of a mess. Don't ask me anything and expect me to remember when it's packs. Sorry. What were we talking about? Uh, Let's just derail this whole podcast. Video games. I could talk about snacks all day. We could just do the snack pod. Snacks unlocked. Of course, half the snacks I can't eat anymore with the weird dairy allergy thing. Like the Oreo cookies. Oh, please. There's no milk in those. There's (laughs) nothing. It's all sugar. (laughs) Well, not not really, but I'm sure there's some sort of weird dairy preservative or something. I probably could eat them. I find that questionable. So uh, what else? So it's middle September already. Oh, my God. Holiday season. Borderlands is so, so close. Yeah. Can I say anything about that? Or am I under, like, strict embargo? Uh, well, we've been posting. So we have the first review. It goes up this. I'm not reviewing it. I'm not a reviewer. Can I? I don't. Are it we, goes oh, up. I don't want So it goes up tomorrow yeah. night, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific. That's that's Thursday, September 13th. 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, that, that which is technically Friday yes. the 14th. And then... Um, yeah, our own Anthony Gallegos. Oh, I know what I can say. Remember when I did the live stream and I played Borderlands 2? Yes. Yeah. I really loved playing <laughs> it on the live stream. I loved non-embargoed. The live stream was so amazing. I loved that particular unembargoed piece of time I had yeah. with the game. <laughs> it's everybody, so good. <laughs> everybody seems to be really pumped for Borderlands. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing... Nothing but nothing but good things around. That's that's the word around the campfire. Yeah. It's good stuff. 
And it seems I can't like, wait to play with you guys to see the me other, too. to see reviews, see Anthony's full review. And, of course, yeah. I, I don't know if I can play with you because you've already done it all. It, it won't be new. new and, there's four different character types and a DLC Necromancer that I haven't gotten to play you'll as even, yet. You'll even know where to go and what to do, though. No, you know, you, there's... <laughs> Stop it, Ryan. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. How did you He's know? only played <laughs> two hours in the live stream. Yeah. Right. Of course. He couldn't have possibly played more. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I, you know, we had Randy Pitchford in here last week, and yeah, you guys were not around. No, you were. Destin was live streaming. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mitch was. God, where I don't were even you? Know where I was Thursday? Whatever country. I don't know Canada or something. Yeah, <laughs> some country. So yeah, had, we had Randy Pitchford in last week, and I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I actually had a really fun time doing it. I thought it would be an hour tops, but we. First of all, we didn't even, like I said on the interview, we didn't even get to the first of my actual written questions until about 15 minutes into the interview. Oh, that's awesome. He started in about the whole, about the GameStop Managers Conference, and that led to an interesting discussion. And anyway, I uh, really did have a good time chatting with Randy. I hope you guys liked the interview. I've, yeah. I've gotten some, actually, some nice comments on Twitter. Which is nice people. for a change. It is. Yeah, yeah, usually it's, you, We're actually why putting, do you guys do interviews? Because this is why they're awesome. <laughs> we'll be putting up a video form of that interview next week. I'm actually the one editing it. The reason yes. I'm delayed is because I'm also doing the full Borderlands 2 guide, which yes. is, I can which say is a that. big job. So, yeah. It's going to be like 250 videos. So if you guys need help with Borderlands 2 when you get it, um, I do have walkthroughs for the main and side quest. Everything. I did everything. Day one. Yeah, we're going to so have is that, uh, So is that, it's going to be IGN.com slash wiki slash Borderlands 2. Borderlands dash 2? Yeah. There will be a dash. Yeah. Borderlands but you can just go to IGN. Now. You can go to IGN.com slash wikis, and we already have the Borderlands 2 page made. So you'll, you'll see it there featured. Excellent. So, yeah. Excellent. Um, what else today? So today was the day as we record. The iPhone five was finally announced. I know this isn't game, Xbox gaming per se, but not excited. It, in it any was way. it was taking over the office. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. people cared. It was. I was so I didn't get a damn thing done today. Like there was so much going on with like the iPhone announcements and like yeah. everybody's you know paying attention to that and uh, you know a lot of people were following us on that. We had like. Uh, a good chunk we, of a it was it was about people. i looked yeah it was about yeah. seven times more popular than the next most popular thing on <laughs> yeah. the site today that's so a lot of people seven people times are really excited for um the iphone 5 but like after seeing it are you are you guys excited what do you think it's, i am it's, not it seems fine like as advice it's like yep that's that's a next mm -hmm. good logical step but i have a four and i'm totally content see i'm, yep. I'm on a four as well not 4s and i'm i'm just Honestly, I know this sounds bad, but I'm just kind of bored with my four. I'm ready for a new one, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I read that I'm gonna the, do the four five. is gonna be free with a contract now. Correct. Oh my god. And the four, in my opinion, was probably well. The four S added Siri and stuff, but I right. think four was one of the best models. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I it, guess the because S, of its battery life, right? The the S, the four S had Siri, which you probably, I mean, what you probably use it twice the first day you get yeah. it, and then you never touch it again. Yep. yep. But then, and then I guess it also had a better camera, right? That mm -hmm. was the other sort of tangible, yeah. better thing about it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I get, my the battery other, life's terrible on my four S. Well, allegedly the the battery life on the five they say is even better than ever they despite... never said it was better they just said the time periods from which what you can be using and how long your battery hmm. will be used i don't know if that means it's better well you're right that's guess, some very yeah. shady talk the only, exactly I'll... they were very wishy-washy the one thing is apple they have always they've never been bsers on battery life that yeah. when they when they've said like oh ipad gets 10 hours like it that's actually true mm -hmm. you know unlike most device right. manufacturers where it's a big fat total lie yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway yeah um 
iPhone iPhone five dominating the office. Yeah. And we can't help it. That's just how we like tech things yeah. as well as games around here. So that's that. And not much going on the news this week. We'll come right not back. Not much. What do you mean? Got one big thing happened. At number one story. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, Hang right, on. Right, just I didn't know you were transitioning. <laughs> be right back. IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked, presents the News This week in the news, a couple of stories. Actually, one we okay. missed last week. I guess I should do it because I've just I've just thought of it, uh, or remembered it rather. Remember, guys, last week there was the whole yet another Xbox 720 leak. Uh, the word around the campfire was that manufacturing delays yeah. could be hitting because of the. I the, missed that. The, the, the I don't chip. even look. At I did Xbox not follow video game news at all last week. It was kind of nice. But, <laughs> Xbox yeah, I 720 that. rumors. I just. But that's the thing, you know. You <laughs> so don't tired know. Of hearing them. Yeah, you don't you know? know what's real and what's not. But the, the word was that the the uh, Oban chip, chip right. has, has, be has yeah, they yeah. the yields have been really horrible. Okay, which means they're they're getting inefficient runs on the production line and thus not getting as many usable chips. That's so, actually sounds like bad. a National Enquirer yeah. story. <laughs> it kind of does, you know, a little bit. Like, these might be chips for maybe the new Xbox 360, you know. Well, in any case, know. so, you know, the, the, and the National Enquirer version of that, Destin, is that <laughs> maybe the system will end up having to get delayed to early 2014, but something tells me yeah. that won't happen. No. It'll, yeah. it'll come out. You know, even if, even if it ends up coming out in limited quantity and just becomes a, a mad frenzy, that's that's good mm. for them. They, they'll just they'll happily take the go for the if the they can Nintendo's if they can know, say strategy. they sold out. Then Nintendo be did that when they launched their early consoles too. They Absolutely, released them short so there'd be demand. Yeah, and I mean smart PS2 well for them. Yeah, PS2 did that. Oh, I remember that. I wanted that so bad. Yeah, you yeah, had to have DVD it. DVD player. <laughs> I <laughs> right? need it. The that's future. Right. Yeah, it's like living in back to the future part two <laughs> and then the the 60 gig uh like when they discontinued the backwards compatible one mm-hmm. the 60 gig was the best i yeah. had to have that because i knew it was going away that's true so yeah so we'll see what happens with next gen xbox um guess i'm you know we're not going to hear anything for real about it until ces at the very 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 earliest but more likely gdc yeah um and then we'll go on from there oh ryan before you go into the news can i talk about why if people are watching this that they're seeing mark of the ninja please do well you have an interview later with yes uh, i forgot to mention that at the top of the show so yeah. nels anderson the lead designer on mark of the ninja which is my current favorite xbox live arcade game it's so good it really is so he's he yeah i recorded an interview with him a couple days ago because he actually went on vacation so he's like i'm happy to come on your show we just need to record it ahead of time so that interview is set to roll and you'll hear it in about i don't know 20 minutes or whenever we get we get done talking about all this news stuff yeah and and that's why you're seeing Mark of the Ninja. So we're uh, every week when we do the podcast now we'll be showing a game, and this week it's Mark of the Ninja because of our interview. So awesome. in other words, what Destin is trying to say is you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I go download the trial version. There's oh there's never an excuse with live arcade games because every single live arcade game has a free trial. One of our video guys gets trials for everything. Like seriously, yeah, really? so he has all these trials on his Xbox. I was well, like, "Well, why not? That's, that's what it's cool. yeah, that's what sure. it's for. That's what the service provides." Mm-hmm. Do it. So yes, there's that. Now on to news business for this week: Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I've heard of that. Oh my god, I played it at PAX. It was so fun. 
I played it at E3 and thought it was the the Ninja Gaiden that I didn't get earlier this year. Oh my god! For I real. saw a trailer. I haven't that... played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time. Well, we'll all be playing it in February, mm-hmm. unless Mitch, unless you live in Japan and own an Xbox 360. Uh, all I'm... four of you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, how, like so. It's so. The, the news is that Revengeance is canceled in Japan for Xbox 360. It flat out will not come out. Right. That sucks. But does it at really? the same time? Like, my, it's not a secret that the Xbox 360 is a huge failure in Japan. And you know, the, this you, sort of, you said no shocker, but I'm a little shocked that they're going to because, like, let's think of this from a sales standpoint. Sure. You have an install base of let's say. Let's say, like, this is wrong, but 100,000 units, for example. Right. That's you probably know. not far off the mark. Yeah. And um, you're just not going to print that disc? Is it because production costs are too high and you're not going to get an ROI on your... That's what I think. Yeah? I just... Yeah, I think literally the cost of uh, produce, doing whatever you need to do to make the 360 version of paying Microsoft mm-hmm. to go into the certification testing process, mm-hmm. that costs money for... For developers yeah and then yeah the actual cost of manufacturing, manufacturing shipping. and shipping yeah it's huh. it's probably probably decided this isn't worth it but they're making they'll probably make like i don't know two hundred fifty thousand copies of it for the u.s audience right oh uh, at least oh yeah i mean more than that, that game's, so I, I don't know what they do revenge is still coming prints. here it's still coming out in, the, in north america so yeah that's so fine. like is xbox region locked in japan yes yes so they couldn't just ship some of those over it has no. to be like a I whole mean, actually, separate process. Well, technically, the the disc could be region free. I <sighs> yeah. So yes. I, don't, I think issue? discs are region locked. I'm almost certain of that the Xbox is region locked. But if yeah, you have, I saw Brian If you have an if you have an NTSC console, um, mm-hmm. you could play an NTSC disc and just like use your. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, no, the the console is locked. Okay, I remember now. Yes, okay, then that's correct. All right. Then it makes yeah. So then it's probably just they don't have the install base. Yeah, exactly. That's it's exactly right. So um, a little odd that it won't come out on a one system and it's in the homeland. And maybe Metal Gear doesn't perform as well in Japan. I wonder if the HD sales were kind of indicative of you know why this is happening. Like did yeah. maybe Metal Gear HD came out in Japan and just absolutely tanked i would love to hear more from a microsoft rep or yeah. anybody about but, why this isn't happening like what market research was done to determine that this yeah. is not worth our yeah. investment well, like anything of course it comes down to money yeah i mean they, they they had to run the numbers and decide it wasn't worth it well obviously yeah that happened but uh, like, I, what numbers were there just like well good no. question yeah i you know i think though you you can't fault microsoft they really they really tried hard <laughs> mm-hmm, in japan sure. over the last back since xbox one well i feel like when they released xbox 360 in japan yeah they, they tried like blue dragon right. and lost odyssey Correct. and then nothing no though there were some other things they did um what was that uh what was that namco good rpg Dark uh, souls not <laughs> oh uh, it's it, on right? the tip of my tongue what was that game the music one right where you're you play eternal Japan? sonata yeah that's the one yes oh yeah that was a, apparently a good game that mm-hmm. was really directly aimed at the Japanese audience. That's, that's it, right? Well, they've you know they've done and they they lowered the price of the console like to the point where it was it, it was it was there. much cheaper than it was the than in the U.S. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, the PS3 is good in Japan, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what it's is set. It? I wonder what it is about the 360. I, it just for whatever reason they did not want to. I don't know if it's because it's an American product and they yeah. just don't. You know, it's just I don't, not. 
I don't know. I think the I mean PlayStation's just been around longer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe their that brand identity means more there than it does here, and it still means a lot here. Sure. But I I mean maybe it's just people who are like dedicated. Like I love PlayStation, so I'm gonna play a PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah they they gave it they gave it a good uh, college try. Yep. In, in Japan, did Microsoft? You can't fault them. Oh yeah. And sure. so uh, Konami probably just realized, hey, wait a second, Microsoft's not even putting any effort into this anymore. <laughs> Why should we? Right. So, um, yeah, sorry to all two of you 360 owners in Japan, but odds are you probably have a Japanese PS3 anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's still coming to PS3, so you're set. Yeah. Uh, next up, Obsidian, makers of many fine products, including the one I'm, their product I'm most looking forward to right now, which is yeah. South Park the Game, or uh, actually South Park the Stick of Truth. They're teasing a new game. Have you seen this, Mitch? Did you see this story? I've been seeing the, the the new story pop up, but I do not know the details. Well, nobody does yet. I mean, the the teaser website keeps counting down. It the number goes down by one every day. It's Ooh. sitting on three right now. <laughs> well, it's three days till something happens. With a with a teaser quote that says, "The book unread is unwritten. The reason we don't explain it is the reason we use it." Oh my God! Its power is in its mystery. That is the leading key, in part. In whole, is it clear? Shut up! Ugh. Sound- Skyrim, New Vegas, yes. <laughs> taking place in an old Las Vegas world war torn. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a fantasy thing, doesn't it? Uh, this it sounds like something. I mean, do you guys remember when the Baldur's Gate <laughs> iOS thing was happening? Like the Baldur's Gate website flared up and had like a bunch of cryptic shit like this. It almost yeah. sounds like that. You something, never know. Something similar. But I just need Obsidian to survive. And by Obsidian, I mean THQ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Obsidian will probably be all right. Yeah, I mean, Obsidian's independent. THQ, though, is, is publishing South Park. We need THQ to stick around long enough to get South Park out the door. Uh, and I'm sure Obsidian needs THQ to stick around long yeah, enough to get South Park out certainly. the door, too. Well, someone will pick that up. Yeah, like you would think. Yeah. But, um, that game well, will be fine. So, yeah, if you're a fan of Obsidian, Fallout New Vegas, South Park, uh, KOTOR 2 they did. What other Xbox games did they do? Is there anything else on their Xbox protocol. resume? You see of course. Well, that's because that's their one big misfire. I, I like that game. I did not. It, I finished it. Some people it, would argue it was that's not, not their one big My misfire. My mic is about to fall off, so I apologize for any noise I'm about to make. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Obsidian teasing a new game. They will have that, I guess, in three days. Exciting. Finally, Destin, this one's for you. Yeah. You were talking about Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and your desire to make sweet love to it. Uh, yeah. That, that live <laughs> that stream, man. I'm you s- chuckle and then just agree. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. yeah, actually. <laughs> that live stream really uh, got me <laughs> into the game. So the they, they announced a while ago a DLC character that would come out shortly after the game does called the Mechromancer. Actually, which, if you pre-order it, you get it day one. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, they announced the date for that, October sixteenth. So, base almost like one month to the day after the game does come out. So you, know, I Darn mean, it. it's clearly, <laughs> I really want to play as that character. It looks cool. Yeah. Well, I guess so. You, you know, you've got one month to go through the game once, and then the Mechromancer will come out, and you go through again, right? A normal person. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna play through that. I'm gonna play through that game once. I don't know. Ah, uh, but the DLC is coming, so I could I could play the Necromancer and like whatever DLC packs they have. It's true. I mean, it is meant to be played more than once. It's meant to have a lot sure. of replayability. Oh, yeah. See what see what you're like when after you beat it. See yeah. if you still. Because I'm excited. Cause I'm I just, was so pumped. To, I worry like, about time. Time is my concern, not yeah. quality. Yeah. 
You mean after you played it for two hours on the live stream? <laughs> you were yeah, pumped to get of back course, in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. So as, as Destin mentioned, the Mechromancer DLC is it's free if you pre-order the game anywhere. So mm-hmm. Any uh, version of it. Yeah. Any, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you also get a set of guns and um, a key if you pre-order any version huh. of the game to unlock a chest. Mm-hmm. Just what you need. More game. guns in a borderline. Right. Yeah. They're they're the gearbox guns. Oh, I looked all this up last night. Uh, there was a a very good article about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, otherwise this Necromancer is going to cost you ten dollars to download if you don't pre order. So. Yeah, stupid Necromancer. And I again said so remind you to to uh, read our review. So we have a review in progress up now, and then the review proper goes up Thursday, September thirteenth, nine p.m. Pacific, or slash Friday, September fourteenth, midnight Eastern time. So do peep that. Oh yeah. Chime in in the comments. See if see what you if you're extra hyped after reading our review, if you're bursting at the seams with hype, <laughs> or if you've already died because of hype. Death by hype. Death by hype. Mitch Dyer. Hi. What can we spend some cash on this week in the marketplace? Well, it'd be really awesome if all of you guys would not buy Double Dragon Neon on XBLA. That game is $10, and it's terrible. Now, well, your review is bad, so I'm going to cite <laughs> two websites that gave it a good review yeah. to call you stupid. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm actually going to go put that on your article. Yeah, okay. Dude, uh, yeah. Yeah. You've been reading the internet today, haven't you? <laughs> I've been very grumpy the last few days. It's just about welcome, internet Welcome stuff. to my life. Yeah. Yeah, so that's out on XBLA. I was not a fan. Brian Altano was not a fan. Mike Drucker was not a fan. Andrew Goldfarb was not a fan. Is Naomi playing it? She didn't like it. Good. All right. So I have support, at least internally at IGN. I have support support squad. I haven't played it. Don't. And I probably won't time. I'm playing Mark of the Ninja again. You're playing a real game that's worth your time. They did a Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time remake. That was also awful. It wasn't, not it wasn't, the same company. It was bad. Not, not the same company. Yes. But I think this is one of those situations where, you know, taking a license and, like, you know, polishing it up isn't necessarily a good thing yeah, yeah. messing with the original didn't yeah. work here yeah oh my god they changed so much stuff in turtles in time it made me sad yeah uh and they charged they had the nerve to charge 15 dollars too mm. which was a crime god right i wanted to love that game so much mm. so don't buy double double dragon neon which is hard to say instead buy joe danger the movie this friday i'm loving it the game's 15 bucks and it, so far i don't know it's been worth every penny because i really love joe danger joe danger the movie the game Correct. Damon's review will go up on, I believe, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Tomorrow. So tomorrow. Um, I Possibly know- by the time you hear this. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it's totally Joe Danger. Now with snowmobiles and jetpacks and police bikes and all sorts Skis of crazy nonsense. Skis, too, I think, Skis, are in there. yeah. Escaping avalanches. That game does a really cool job of, like giving you awesome stuff to do yeah. in the context of also being in a race so tricks and changing lanes and all sorts of the same side scrolly stuff you're used to now with a few new twists mark of the ninja came out last week it is also amazing yes. loving it i played like four missions i blew up that building set it on fire oh my god what an incredible mission dear one god. of the best stealth games in years it's seriously amazing it is dustin you playing it what's that mark of the ninja no i have not played well it. people are watching it right now you can see it live yeah. <laughs> on this video you can yeah. see why it's good yeah uh this week is something that both ryan and i were like huh what is this red johnson's chronicles one against all is ten dollars i feel like this is the first episode in an episodic series so no our our uh our ace ps3 editor colin moriarty says this is the second game in this series the first one came out on psn now the second one's out on psn and live arcade wait wait so if i'm strange if i'm an xbox gamer like me 
You're SOL. I don't get episode one. I'm just jumping into episode two. Yeah. All right. That sounds like a great plan. But I guess it's it's an adventure game of sorts of some kind. And I, the first one was mediocre, is what I'm told. Yeah, I mean the art's really cool, and it's 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 uh, it's done by this foreign studio who I can't remember the name of. They do a bunch of PC adventure games that are almost universally widely regarded as mediocre. Again, trial version, people. Give Indeed. it a look. I like to start with XBLA this week. It was nice. Uh, they are not the only video games uh, out for the 360 this week. You can also get NHL 13, which is, of course, amazing as it is every year. Colin Moriarty loved it. It's a boot, the best hockey game out there, eh? Yeah. It's the only one. It's the, it's the second most Canadian game in this list this week. Second only to Mark of the Ninja. That's did, true. Because have you, did you listen to those guards? They're Go Canadian. check that out, will you? Well, Nell, Nell's, it's, they are Canadian. He'll, yeah, oh, you'll, yeah. you'll see that one. Nell's, uh, we have the interview here in a few minutes. Nels, by the way, found out not Canadian. Maybe it's rubbing off on him, though. <laughs> oh, he lives in Vancouver. Yep. NBA Baller Beats is out this week. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Drop we, it like it's hot. We love that game. We just can't play it in our office anymore. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, 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 we will, be, we will is, be evicted. Yeah. yeah, we got in some serious trouble for playing that game. And I can't play it at home because my, I, my, my space isn't evicted. big enough. Or, and or divorced. <laughs> I, just, I, I yeah. have downstairs neighbors. I will be evicted from my apartment for playing that game. So Or I'm, shot. <laughs> We're, we want to review that game, but we Weird. just don't know we how. We don't know how. Like, <laughs> who's going to play this? I don't know. Maybe we wait till like after hours. We play overnight. Or take it to a gym or something and just <laughs> set up a TV there. Yo, y'all got a projector in here? <laughs> we need to hook up this Xbox. People and they'd be like, what are you doing? You know there's a hoop right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my dribbles. Yeah, but yeah. we're Skrillex. <laughs> Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Uh, also getting a bit of attention in the comments this week. For... You mean reasons because, because I don't who understand. Did you Taylor Cock, we had a freelancer do how it. Was, how was it reviewed? 7.5. We oh, liked it. Fairly... It's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Taylor yeah. really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, Tekken Tag 2 is out. Tag Tournament. That's, Tekken. Tekken. That's too much alliteration. Tekken Tag Even Tournament 2 starts well, no, with the T sound. It's being referred to as TTT2. How about like, what, shouldn't that be? Or triple T. Yeah, T cubed square. Nope, stop it. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. People have already come up with abbreviations. TTT. So... Yeah, that the that fist punching game is out this week, uh, like MVC Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> well, that's nobody calls it UMVC three. Mm. You know, it's just MVC three. So yeah, fighting community. I haven't played the Tekken game in a long time. Uh, I also have not played Battlefield three in a long time. But the premium edition is out this week. We got copies in the office. Does that I... just bundle in all the DLC or yes. what? So what yeah. it is is you get Battlefield three and a premium subscription, which is fifty dollars. Mm in one sixty dollar box so it's a hundred and ten dollar value but if you're i mean if you're late to battlefield and you're thinking about getting on like this is absolutely the way to go you're gonna get all the the multiplayer dlc the back to carcan the close quarters armored kill aftermath and game i did it i did it i got all five Uh, everything you're gonna get all those map packs and then they include like a bunch of like experience bonuses and weapon packs and things like that that you just don't get like early access to a bunch of stuff probably Mm. some dog tags or some goofy shit yeah um yeah that's at 60 bucks i mean if you're late to battlefield get on it because that game is rad just don't play the campaign because that's not good (laughs) any demos this week uh yes as it happens there is on your sheet that you handed out (laughs) There's a playable demo of FIFA Soccer 13, which, I don't know, I've not played a FIFA game, uh, seriously, in my life, but I always enjoy the demos I play, and that's something I do go out of my way to do, is play FIFA demos, because hmm. uh, they're so much better than <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer. F1, 
201. Whoops, which typo. I think is supposed to be, <laughs> should be 2012. F- F1 2012, which I, I don't know. F1 that's serious. 201. I've never played an F1 game because it's just like so well, over my head. It's intense. Codemasters, and right. apparently this it is a hardcore game. Yeah, it's it I'm a burnout need for speed guy. Yeah, me too. I yeah. didn't I didn't get into the Gran Turismo so much. F1 is apparently tried, very good. I tried it for a while. People love that game in Europe. Yeah. If you're European, please email us and tell us why this game is rad. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, you can also get a, a Harry Potter Connect demo, which I, why why does this game exist? <laughs> that that movie series is over. Yeah, I the merchandising has only just begun. I think I, it's also done by the guys who did the Harry Potter game with the Connect integration last year and the year before. When what's the last movie called? Deathly Hollows. Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. When those <laughs> dumb Potter Harry dies, Potter games. That's what the last movie's called. <laughs> when stupid Harry yeah. Potter Gears of War with Connect support came out, and it was terrible. I guess they decided, hey, why don't we do another Harry Potter Connect game? So I mean, you stand in front of your TV and yell Wingardium Leviosa and some nonsense. Yeah. Okay. That's so if you're uh, British, there's a lot of great demos this week yeah. between yeah. a real. soccer game, an F1 racing game, and a Harry Potter game. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of British content. There's so much of British friendly of content. the Queen involved in this week with the Canadians and the, and the Britishes. Apparently the Queen is Mrs. Doubtfire, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> according to that impression. Under retail, um, it's on Tuesday, but... Uh, Borderlands 2. Sorry, what's, what's that? What's that? You're jumping ahead. We'll what's get to the, yeah, we'll do that next week. You guys get can it. talk all about it next week. I'm just we'll pre-order it now if you still can. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I think we've covered that. I don't care that. what platform. Yeah. Or retail. Cuz I enjoyed the live stream so much <laughs> I'm saying this. <laughs> all right. Well, we will come right back here with a chat with Nels Anderson, he of lead designership on Mark of the Ninja. Hope you enjoy it. I love it when a good game comes out of virtually nowhere, fitting for a stealth game. I am joined this week by Nels Anderson, the is creative director accurate, Nels? Lead designer. Lead designer on Mark of the Ninja, which is the most recent Xbox Live Arcade game. I won't say it's this week's game because it actually came out last week on Friday of all things, which um well hell, why don't I just kick off with that, Nels? This is so this is a this is a great stealth game. It's fantastic. But Thank it, you. it got it got uh, snuck out on a Friday. Are you pissed off about this at all? Because it seems like you are getting a bit shafted here. And what I mean by that is the reality is Xbox gamers are conditioned to expect new live arcade games on Wednesday, and that's when they look for them. And yet uh, you got you got sort of dumped out on a Friday. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think the reason for that is um, first-party stuff from Microsoft, which is not part of a, a larger event like Summer of Arcade or whatever. Yeah. Um, come out, they, they do come out on Friday. I think that's kind of a, a policy they changed last year. So Fez, back, way, way back in April, came out on Friday. That's um, true. I guess when, the, when this airs, this upcoming Friday, Joe Danger 2, um, which looks awesome. Yes, it does. Games, is, uh, is also coming out on Friday. So, yeah, it is, it is a little weird, and I kind of, I mean, it would be nicer if that was a little bit more known. Um, but it, I, mean, I don't think it's bad because, you know, lots of people like Friday night hanging out, maybe grab a beer, turn on your Xbox, whatever, and then, oh, hey, look, brand new game. That's cool. A whole bunch of people were talking about it today. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's okay to be a little bit different. Well, um, d- tell me this. Every developer, every live arcade developer I talk to, 
that puts a game out in this general neighborhood of time is usually aiming for Summer of Arcade, and you're you're waiting for that phone call from Microsoft if they're going to pick right. your game for Summer of Arcade. So was was uh, was Mark of the Ninja targeted for Summer of Arcade? Um, it was like way way back in the day, like when we initially started. Um, we, I mean, obviously, like anyone who makes an XBLA game wants to hit Summer of Arcade. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so we were like way way back when we started in March 2011, um, kind of like early like march maybe april ish this year um we kind of looked at it and we're like well we will you know we'll keep soldiering ahead um but if we have to delay the game uh, we will and when we we were kind of talking to microsoft about summer arcade um but ultimately like both sides just made the call it's like well let's let's hold off on this um and that those extra six weeks were actually like invaluable like we got to do so much like super super focused polish and iteration just on like you know small things which which in isolation probably aren't too big of a deal but Mm -hmm. in aggregate make a big difference between like oh yeah that that game was not bad and oh no this thing is actually really different well well, like what can you give me an example i don't know if there's anything sort of concrete i mean we we tweaked some of the uh like the uh like a few of the lines that just weren't working we were we had the time to basically do one more pickup voice record session which was great um we got to spend a little bit more time just playtesting the tutorial and some of the later levels especially. Uh, we got to put a whole lot more focus on the ending, um, and I won't get spoilery or, or anything, but the ending that's in the game now looks the way it does mostly because we kind of had those extra six weeks. Interesting. I think it looks pretty boss. Are you talking about the run-up to the literal ending? Is that uh, the, yes, is that the, yes, Okay, yes, I, I don't want to ruin that, anything. Yeah, but basically like that last level. Yes. Um, like that, you know, we had something in there, but it certainly wasn't that level of fidelity. Um, so in that in that extra like six weeks we got, it also gave us the opportunity to do to like really really focus on that as well, which was which was pretty cool. So I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I sh- for for listeners who may not be aware of exactly what Mark of the Ninja is, it is a 2D stealth game from uh, is is the company name pronounced <laughs> Clay? What is the proper pronunciation? Clay. Clay. Just, just like like modeling. Okay. Game. Uh, see, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. From Clay Entertainment. You're not the only one, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> the folks responsible for the two Shank games, which, of course, Xbox Live Arcade gamers are well familiar with. Now, this game is, the you will recognize it as being from Clay because their art style is uh, second to none. I mean, you, you as I, I've said in every bit of coverage I've written for this game, including the review that is up now on IGN.com, you should go read it because I give it a sweet score because it's an amazing game. That's why you're here, Nels. <laughs> I wouldn't have you on if this game were garbage. Yeah, you absolutely made the cut. Um, so, oh, where was I going with that? Wow, what a great what a great host I am! I completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, um, no, we were talking about say so yeah, art style. Uh, you'll recognize it as a clay game because of the art style. Oh yeah, you can mistake. I was saying that you can mistake it for something off of Adult Swim. Like that's how good clay's animation is but that's really about the only thing it has in common with shank in fact you could you could really argue it's almost kind of the opposite game that shank is yeah talk about that yeah well i mean it's interesting how like the kind of the the absolute fundamentals right like the animation style with the flowing animation um and the and like the really tight controls like the really responsive good game feel um that stuff is obviously shared between both shank and ninja but it's cool that those like really basal elements were sort of malleable enough to gameplay wise do like the opposite 
It's, 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 it's sort of funny. Like, as we're building Ninja, like, the, the level design especially, almost more than anything else. Like, in Shank, Shank's all about, you know, the moment-to-moment beat-em-up combat, right? Yeah. So almost, like, the best level design in a Shank game is, you know, oh, you have a relatively flat plane, maybe a couple one-way platforms, and you just funnel dudes in there, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, just, just go to town on those guys. Um, and Ninja is, like, absolutely the opposite. Like, a flat plane with a couple platforms is boring and probably impossible if there are guards in there, right? So, yeah, in terms of, like, actually building the games, like, it is it is more or less true that they, they were polar opposites, um, which was very cool, but also very challenging. <laughs> oh, no doubt. So, uh, it is a pure stealth game. It is not a. It is not a some sort of weird genre blend. Yeah. Um, why do you think? Why do you think pure stealth has fallen by the wayside a bit? Um, is it hard? It, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, no, it, it is. I think that part of it is. Yeah, is that it is. A, it is a very hard type of game to make. Um, and funnily enough, like when we started working on this, I replayed all of uh, all of Thief Two. Um, Oh my god, I love you for saying that. That's oh, I, true. I consider Thief 2 to be the single greatest stealth game in the history of mankind. Yeah, yeah, Personally. yeah, yeah. It, it is. Like, I, I go back and forth about which one, like Thief or Thief 2, that I like more. Um, like, Thief 2 is more polished, but Thief 1 is a little bit weirder, so... Well, I'm, Thief they're, 1, they're, remember, was... Well, they sort of hedged their bets because... And this is, like, on the record, a true story. Looking Glass wasn't sure if the stealth thing was going to go over so that, you know, the last third of the game has all the weird zombie stuff. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah. they knew it was going to work, Thief 2 is just, like, pure thief yeah. stealth. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and also, if you go back and read probably that same postmortem, um, yep. Looking Glass talks about how really, for the first Thief, the game wasn't, like, it didn't resemble anything worthwhile at all until, like, basically the last six months before it shipped. Because um, in a stealth game, like, all the systems have to be working in concert all pointing in the same direction to really be effective. And it's not even, I shouldn't even say systems, like every basically component of the game from like, you know, the environment art to the the, the character's movement to, to the enemies, to the abilities, like all of that stuff has to be working. Where if you're making more of like a familiar action game or first person shooter, like if the enemy AI, like the flanking behavior, doesn't isn't like super super well like it's kind of buggy it's like well you can you can more or less imagine through what that's right. going to be like right but if if like you know the perception model for the a- enemy ai in a stealth game is busted the game's like unplayable it's just garbage it feels like the worst thing in the world so just from like a sheer building the thing standpoint it takes a lot of fortitude just to be like it sucks right now and it's horrible <laughs> and we just have to keep pushing because It'll come out the other side eventually, and you know when you have fifty billion dollars on the line, you're making a big, gigantic AAA game. It's like, well, I can under, I can understand why why some people may blanch at that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, the uh, the reviews are great so far. I was I was checking. I'm yeah. sure you I'm sure you've been taking a look, including including my review on IGN. It's uh, yeah. give it a nine. Wow. Um, the buzz is high. You know, the the it, I I was telling you privately before we got on the air that. Uh, I was very. It made me happy to see that really uh, any live arcade game. This this is you know there it's a little tough for live arcade games to get attention sometimes, particularly when it's not summer arcade. And yeah. the Mark of the Ninja review this morning was the the top story on IGN today. So bu- uh, no, Buzz awesome. is good. Yeah, Buzz is good. Yeah. The reviews are good. Uh, were you expecting this? Were you expecting no. the word to be good? What what were you what were you braced for? 
Um, I mean, so like at the at the, at the end of the road. We, we had a thing that we were all more or less happy with, right? And, and that was great. I mean, ultimately, like, that's it's not the only thing that matters, but if you have that, like, you're pretty good. Um, but we did roll the dice quite a bit in that, like, a lot of the game requires a lot of trust in the audience, right? Where, you know, oh, we yeah. don't have some, some big, like, golden shining signpost that says go here we don't have like these really heavily scripted moments where you just watch your character do an awesome thing like thank you by the, the way oh yeah no i mean th- don't get me wrong um like as as a practitioner of the craft like i get pretty nervous when when i see people thinking that that is like that that's a path forward um cuz i don't have a lot of confidence that it is it's certainly not the most interesting path forward right but it does require like a lot of trust in the audience even like the story where it's like we're pretty subtle with what's going on and if you want to dig a bit deeper and and get into it you can but we're not gonna you know have like five minutes of of some guy vomiting exposition at you making sure you understand like every single thing that's going (laughs) on um again which i think is really really important and a lot of games don't not a lot but certainly some games don't do that right um but that is kind of nerve-wracking too, because it's like you have you don't. It's like I, I think I think trusting the audience is vital. You know, you have to you have to believe that the people, you know, that 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 folks who, who want to play these games want something that's interesting and different and treats them like you know an adult that has a functioning brain. Um, but it is a little bit harrowing. It's like oh, did we you know did we go did we pull it back too far? Like is this thing too too subtle? Did did we did we not like ramp people into the into the experience enough, um, but it seems that we uh, we we put our chips on <laughs> on the right part of the table, I guess. So, uh, how are you watching the leaderboards like a hawk to see sort of what the early you know early copies oh, sold no. are? No, I haven't. I haven't looked at that yet. We actually, <laughs> I don't think we have a normal Xbox in the office at all. I think we just have dev kits. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't think we actually have a retail kit. Um, so I don't know if we can. Even, I might have to like go home and look. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know, but like, like, like that, the, like the actual raw numbers almost matter less to me than like a good chunk of people, like just given the reaction, like a good chunk of people really got what we were trying to do. Yeah, and that's far more important than you know some thing that fifty billion people want. So, so what happens if this game does do really well? Does that mean the next project has a higher budget? Does that mean Microsoft that means does that mean you're like a lock for some of arcade next time? What's what's what does success mean for you? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I mean, if we wanted to do like future XBLA things, I mean, of course it would it would, it would be easier. Um, but I think probably the main thing is it just it, it, it puts us on the map more like like Shank did to an extent as well. But, yeah. but you know, any anyone at the studio will will completely agree with this. Is that like that game was very was very polar, right? Like either people really liked it or they really didn't. Um, but it seems that broadly this is a thing that people just really like. Um, and they like it for the reasons that we wanted folks to like it, right? Like, you know, all, all the crunchy, really deliberate, like player centric design stuff that I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure we expressed like that people have been picking up on that and that's great um and that kind of gives us more of a platform i hope going forward with like you know these are the this is broadly the type of game that we're interested in so we want to explore this realm more so Um, on that note what so what go into that a little bit what were your goals for this game and uh, i'm curious were there any goals you feel like you didn't nail 
Um, because obviously you hit most of them. The game is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, like for me, it was definitely like making a a pure dyed in the wool stealth game. And the the reason why the stealth gameness is there is because in general, stealth games kind of differ from other character based action adventure games in that they're 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 all about intentional play, right? Where you know the the, the, the gameplay flow in most character-based action games, I, I, I think of it as being push, where, you know, the, the game is just, like, you, you walk into some area, some enemies get spawned, they know exactly where you are, mm-hmm. the, the game is pushing encounters onto you, and you have to succeed, like, more or less on the terms of what the designer set up, right? Right. And it's not, it's not like a value judgment. Like, you can make great, great games that way. Um, but I think that there is plenty of, of fertile soil in in uh, a, a gameplay in a, a type of gameplay it's more about pull where you know the world just exists separately from the player like there are all these systems that are that are going on and then it's up to the player to kind of poke and perturb them um, as they see fit and that kind of like player centric intentional play where it's more about like a higher order of thinking and cause and effect like that was really what we wanted to uh, that what I at least and all the other folks on the team of course shared 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 this notion that it's about like you know player choice and you approach this game in the way that you see fit um, and I think that's that's really interesting and that's something that like there's a lot more territory to explore there and that I mean really if there's any one thing that's super rewarding from people's reaction to this is it's kind of like you know a big yes that there is like People want more of this kind of thing. Absolutely. Like a heavily scripted, like really, really ham-fisted, you know, you have no control. You're just sort of like at the mercy of the game. And you get control for five seconds and then giant long cutscene, and then you <laughs> walk through the thing and then watch someone else open a door and then, ugh. Um, so, yeah, the fact that like people were, you know, they, they, they picked up on that and that's what a lot of folks were reacting to. In addition to things like, you know, the really gorgeous art. Um, it's just because, like, I personally have absolutely no impact in, in the ability to make the game look good. <laughs> um, that's obviously very rewarding for, for other folks in the studio versus me personally because I, I have no hand in that directly. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's that, that's been the most rewarding thing for me. And then broadly just, you know, everything everybody wanted to accomplish with this game, um, it seems like we more or less did, which is still, we're all just sort of sitting around, like, Enjoying some beers with our mouths hanging open. <laughs> now, will you get a phone call from Microsoft at some point that says, this is awesome, we were totally wrong, we should have had this in some sort of big promotion, be it some of arcade or a fall promotion or something? Um, hard to say. Uh, <laughs> Does that I, ever happen? I don't know. Or, or... I we'll have to see. Um, no, but I think, like, actually the timing of the game was not bad, right? Because, like, no matter how great the thing is, at, at some level, you know, when, when Activision will spend, like, probably 50 times our game's entire budget oh, yeah. on a single TV spot for Call of Duty 9 or whatever the <laughs> hell number now, um, like, there's only oh so much you can do to, to get above that clamor. Right. Um, and so the fact that right now things are, like, a little bit chill, um, like I think, what was it? Uh, 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 Dean from from uh, Twisted Pixel on Twitter this morning said that uh, Rock Band Blitz, uh, Mark of the Ninja, Joe Danger Two, and Hell Yeah uh, are basically September of arcade. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll just make our own promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Start that hashtag movement on Twitter. You can make that happen. So uh, you mentioned Thief Two, Nels. What were some of your other inspirations for Mark of the Ninja? Um. Yeah, in, in terms of gameplay, it, it was 
largely that like you know that that holy trinity in '98, right, where where Thief, Metal Gear Solid, and Tenchu all came out in the same year. Um, I mean, Thief was the one that I connected the most with. Like, I actually didn't play Tenchu until like probably three or four years after it came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a PlayStation at the time, um, but that that was a big one for sure. Um, beyond that, like in terms of atmosphere and tone, um, this was kind of a challenge, but it's it's also very enlivening to see people picking up on this. Like most most pop culture that involves ninja uh, it, it's it's not very good right <laughs> like it's either it's either super cornball or like horrifically over the top ultra violent or both um so in terms of atmosphere and tone it was looking f- quite a bit more at like actual traditional not traditional but like actual japanese feudal history you know during japan's uh, sengoku jidai like their warring states period where you know ninja were actually active um and the game's writer and i chris dolan like looked a lot at that kind of stuff and drew a bit of inspiration from just how Ninja operated in that time and various characters in that time period and that sort of stuff. So, um, where was I going next? Uh, what did you guys learn from Shank? You know, you've, you've, you, you did two Shank games. That's what put Clay on the map. And what lessons do you take from that heading into Ninja? Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. Um, I, didn't, I didn't work on the first Shank and I only did like a month of level design concepting on Shank 2. I basically came back to Clay to uh, make Ninja. Um, so it was it was like a little bit e- not easier, but I just had like a kind of a different perspective in general going in. Um, but there were definitely a ton of things we learned just in terms of like responsiveness of the controls, how to handle like various branch timings and, you know, moving between different animation states. Um, the animation pipeline was sorted, were sorted basically during shanks so yeah. that like with ninja we just hit the ground running i mean we like the engine is you know obviously a heavily modified version of of the tech we built for shank which was just invaluable like if we had to build all the tech from the ground up while trying to make this sort of game that design wise had never really been made um it would have been it would have been so much harder um so that stuff was all really really valuable Hmm. So um, I know remember what I was going to ask you just a minute ago. Was uh, how about the original Ninja Gaiden on the NES? Uh-huh. I saw uh, Clay on Twitter tweet. One of your artists made a little uh, yeah, a little fake box art in the yeah. Ninja Gaiden one style. So did you did you go but do you go back that far and look at, and look at that at all? But given that of course uh, Way of the Ninja, I keep, there I go again. I keep for some reason I keep calling your game Way of the Ninja. Mark yeah, of the yeah. Ninja uh, <laughs> is a two D side scrolling stealth game. Right. Um. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Just because, like, though the 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 ninjiness of of Ninja Gaiden is yep. is almost just like it's like a f- very faint fictional trapping, right? Like, right. Gameplay wise, it 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 had very little in common with what we actually wanted to accomplish. Hilariously, I just remember we were hanging around playtesting once, and then um, just looking at the other games that were on the Xbox. Uh, Shin- the original Shinobi was on there. And so we were just sitting around, like, probably a year ago, and I played that with some of the other guys in the office. And, wow, that game is old and hard. <laughs> um, so that, that actually segues into sitting around playing uh, other live arcade games. What are, what are some of your favorite recent live arcade games? XBLA games. Um, uh, I like Fez a lot. Uh, you know, C- Canadian pride there. <laughs> um, no, no, Fez. Fez I, I enjoyed Fez quite a bit. Uh, I didn't connect a lot with... Much of the the stuff in this in Summer of Arcade this year, um, there's some pretty great stuff on PSN actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Papa Yo was 
it was it was interesting, and I am I am very happy to have people building things that are trying to be different and trying to be interesting, even if they're not necessarily like absolutely the most perfect like capital G game. Right. That there's a lot of other interesting stuff going on there, and it's super super important for people to be doing that work. Um. Uh. Yeah, I haven't weirdly not. This was a while ago, I guess, but I I judged the IGF this year, the Independent Game Festival Awards, um, and I was assigned to uh, judge Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Oh yeah, I played the demo that first came out. I think it was uh, might have been in Summer of Arcade last year. Um, Correct. The demo, it didn't it didn't really connect with me, but then when I was assigned to judge it, I'm like, well, of course I have to play it. And then I don't know if it was just like I wasn't in the right mindset, or maybe the demo wasn't well represented. But I loved that game. Um, like it just had like. Enough Metroidvania-ishness and like the uh, like moving the ship around felt really great. Like there was like a little pincher claw thing, especially which just felt phenomenal. Um, so I remember like I came to that pretty late, but I was quite pleasantly surprised by uh, by that. So the last question I have for mm-hmm. you is uh, is an easy one. Can we expect future stealth <laughs> games? Future marks of the ninja if this game goes over as well as as it seems to be going over so far honestly i have no idea um i guess maybe maybe it it is a testament to to like the quality of the game or whatever is that like even now you know i i enjoy playing the game i certainly don't shy away from ever wanting to do another one um obviously we have have a lot of other irons in the fire right now uh but yeah no i i certainly personally would would not be opposed in the least to um i i think there'd be different things we want to explore for sure um but the the general notion and trappings and really what i think made the game interesting like i would be happy to explore that territory some more like i think there's there's a lot of jungle out there and there's some cool stuff in that jungle if we want to go try to find it well nels thank you very much nels anderson the lead designer on mark of the ninja at clay entertainment as i have been finally corrected (laughs) after all these years today Mark of the Ninja is out now on Xbox Live Arcade for 1,200 Microsoft points or 15 American dollars. Highly recommend you go buy it. At the very least, you got to remember, uh, we like to remind everybody, Nels, that remember, you, can, you can go download a free trial version of every single yep. Live Arcade game. So you really have no excuse not to try the game. Yeah. And you can actually even do that just by going to Xbox.com like in a web browser. Yep. And you can click on a little button and it will queue up. The, the trial to download as soon as you turn on your Xbox the next time. It's actually an awesome feature, and I don't know why Microsoft doesn't push it more, because it's, it's great. It's true. I do use that myself. So, yeah. N- Nels, thank you very much. Uh, all, all the best wishes for this game. It is awesome. It is one of my favorite live arcade games of the year. Check out the review Thanks. on IGN.com, and we will see you uh, the next time you decide to step out of the shadows, as it were. <laughs> well done. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Ryan. Unlock Lock. Back into the unlock block. Time to test the knowledge of my fellow co-hosts, mm-hmm. Mitch Dyer and Destin Legary. So I'm one for one. Yeah. I, well, no, I got one right and one wrong. So, you were super cocky about last week. Sorry, last <laughs> whenever I was here last. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna step up on this one first off. So right, this one. First. It comes to us courtesy of Andrew Bramble from West Jordan, Utah. Whose address you printed here? Can we read that out? No, let's not. It's just, (laughs) hey, copy-paste, man. (laughs) Not for public consumption. Uh, No, I I happen to know this only because I was actually at this event. I was at the taping of this in 2005. Oh, wow. So I do recall the answer. 
And it's a good, so I thought it was a good one. So, Andrew, you've won yourself a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen and or, Mitch, we just got caught more download codes for Ghost Recon, but this time the new DLC. Indeed, for Raven oh. Strike, which Raven is, Strike. according to Ubisoft and an email I just got as I'm talking to them about this pack, is single-player focused. I didn't know Oh, that. really? I thought they were all multiplayer focused. I knew this had single-player missions, um, but yeah, apparently it's, for the most part, single-player. Okay, cool. Well, that's appealing. So new co-op missions, which excellent. is awesome. Excellent, because that game is hot in co-op. Yes. Co-op hotness. I love that game. So... Andrew asks you guys, on what television channel was the Xbox 360 officially unveiled? Was it MTV, CNN, E, or VH1? MTV. A, Destin. Uh, A, Destin. Sign Destin. Destin yeah. out. <laughs> um, Drop I'm, I'm also saying MTV, because I seem to remember this event vividly. Okay, Mitch, you can't pick the same one as me. <laughs> no, you. So you're both locking in yeah. on MTV. Final answer. Mitch. Is that how? Is that how this works now? We just yell hey, our names. MTV Destiny. MTV Mitch. Well, you are both correct. Well done. Oh, yes, it finally. was an MTV special. Finally, finally. In uh, May of 2005. I vaguely remember this for some Shot reason. in L.A. Uh, what did they do? Did the girl come out in a backpack and put it on the She thing? did. That's wow. good memory. Okay. Good I don't memory. remember that at all. Yeah, Never I was, I I was back in the crowd. And I already knew what the name was, so it was uh, it was sort of anticlimactic oh, for me. What did they show all before that? Was it all Xbox stuff? And then they're like, boom. That part Xbox I don't remember. 360. I, I actually Why don't. Why were you there? What was the besides the reveal? There was like, was it a special Xbox event? No, was it, it was a Microsoft just. Event? No, it was, it was just, just like televised thing where they're like, we're gonna reveal the next Xbox yeah, on was, MTV. It was yeah. a televised infomercial, basically. Yeah, oh yeah. It was a, it was a basically a big thirty minute ad. So what the hell did they show before they showed the console? I don't remember. Neither do I. But I remember <laughs> that the girl came out in a backpack and she took it out of the backpack and boom, there it was. I feel like that's a really weird way to present something. Here's something I got in my backpack. Well, she was wearing like Xbox themed clothing or something, probably. Yeah, it was. It was weird. Yeah. We'll see what they do next year. Oh, 2000, whenever this was came for. Would have been. That was 05. When was it revealed? Oh, for oh, oh, 05. Like oh, okay. March 05. And then it was like, by the way, it's no, out in November. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. May, May of 05. Which is actually. how it'll go next year, probably. Yep. Same battle plan. Almost Book certainly. It. MTV Book reveal. It. With all the reality TV shows now. Snooki reveals the Xbox 720. I'll, I will blow my brains out <laughs> while hanging myself. <laughs> okay, now, now I want Snooki to reveal the Xbox 720. Just so you, you know someone who performed the most extreme so suicide. Before the news choked the life out of his lungs, he actually put a gun to his own head and pulled the trigger. <laughs> Wow! Wow! That's dark. <laughs> I think Mitch doesn't like Snooky. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gathering from this. Oh Correct me if I'm wrong. That mm. a good assumption, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> I hate how much I know about that woman because it's just like impossible to avoid stupid, awful news about everything. <laughs> Stop watching the show. I don't. I don't. <laughs> What's the thing? I've never seen a single episode of that show, and yet I know. Most oh, of you them. know the name Polly D yeah. and the situation, the situation. And the, uh, laundry, tanning, being I'm gonna D- stop. DTF. Can we not? Can we just move yeah. on? So oh. I was I was on MTV for some reason, and there was this show on, and I'm like, well, what I is was just this? watching the reveal of the Xbox 720, <laughs> and then this guy came on with he was combing his hair and doing his laundry and punching women in the face. Hey. No, so I was on the MTV channel like recently, and uh, this show comes on, and. Uh, 
teen mom. Girls and like another girl host. And uh, it's a recap of whatever show Snooki's from. And like they have a talk show host show right after it. Oh my God. Yeah. In a case, Jersey Shore recap Jersey Shore, show? that's the name of the show, yeah. So they have Jersey Shore, and then they have like a 30-minute block before or afterwards where they recap everything you just watched with the girls. Wow. And as if, you know, the people watching it weren't dumb enough. They have to have yeah. it spelled out for them afterward. And as soon as I realized what it was, <laughs> click. <laughs> oh, hey, G4 is still on for now. We have listener emails. Sorry. So we can talk about oh, important let, things. Yeah, let's do a few of those before we get out we of here. We haven't done it in a while, so we got a few. Yeah. Um... Who to start with? Uh, let's start with Bruce. Bruce emailed in a while ago. I just I finally got page. to this. Bruce. No, uh, this is only me. Subject of my favorite missions in Grand Theft Auto 4. Brucey Brucey. missions. Nitch, Bruce I asks. I need to compliment you on the Ninja Turtle nobody can see. I th- thank you. Way. I draw one every week. On the back of the, this page, he drew a really good Ninja Turtle. Raphael, I believe. Now, Mitch, you were, you were tweeting a little while ago, and Was I'm I? hoping you've gotten over this, that you were Here, considering I'll... a tattoo. I'll sure. Tweet a Tell me this it, is so not happening it. anymore. <laughs> it's I don't I don't know what I'm gonna get. Because I, I think it's inevitable. Is is it gonna be a Ninja Turtle? Oh, no. A friend s- of mine was gonna get the the Donatello <laughs> from Turtles in Time tattooed on his forearm, and I was like, all right, you can do what you want with your. Dumb I will life. tell you. Speaking of cartoon characters, I was once in of all places. Um, what's the what's the major art museum in New York? The MoMA. MoMA. That's it. I only know that because of Jay Z. Well, however you know it, credit to credit to Jay Z. Then he he taught you something. Yeah. So I was walking through there, and uh, there was just another you know another patron walking through, and he had a short sleeve shirt on. It was a hot day, and on his bicep, no joke, big giant Beavis head. <laughs> Beavis head. This was before the oh, show. Before no. before they announced that it was coming back. This no, was a few see, years see, ago. He loved it before it was cool. So. He was probably the most thrilled of all that that show came back, because it's like, oh, my tattoo's relevant again, but oh, still man. a you know lesson in bad decisions. Don't get a tattoo, Mitch. <laughs> if you sorry, get, Dad. If you get inked, we'll be able to see it from any angle because you're opaque. Right. So if you You'll were just to see through my yeah, forearm if you were to tattoo yeah your your forearm, if you were turned the other way, we'd just see the reverse image of it. The only reason you can't see my spine is because I'm wearing a shirt. Exactly. So thank you for wearing a shirt. Bruce asks, Appreciate that. why don't you think we see more cell shading a la Wind Waker? I would imagine graphics like that would be cheaper to produce while maintaining a Christmas... Well, Jesus. Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. Get Borderlands 2. That would... <laughs> Destin, we're getting there. Like, that would be cheaper to produce while maintaining the crispness of true HD graphics. That is the hardest word in the world. <laughs> and could solve the issue of rising costs for developing HD graphics. So, will we see cell shading ever again, Dustin? Borderlands 2. I heard yeah, that. It. I heard that it's awesome. also... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's also not cheaper than... Oh, I, it, it presents its own It's a whole other challenges. process. Yeah, yeah I mean, because when you cell shade something, it's not like... I mean, and cell shading is a weird term because that doesn't really exist anymore. Sly it's, Cooper. It's a whole 13. different kind of shading now. It's just an art style. Right, yeah. yeah I mean, and yeah. Sly's a, doing it. The Darkness yeah. did something similar recently. The Darkness, oh, Darkness 2 has, like, an amazing cool. comic yep. look. Yeah. There's a new live arcade game coming up if you really, really like cell shading... Look this up on IGN called Harold. It's a 2D oh, that's right. side-scrolling game. Is yeah, it? I thought that mostly just Anthony looked like a Saturday a... morning cartoon. Well, but it, it it's it is a yeah. I mean, it's that same style of it. I mean, oh it yeah. is okay. So what? what pure animation. So yeah. what you're saying is cell as in like an animation cell and not yeah. like the dumb like it looks like kind of like a cartoon like most video games cell shading stuff. I think, I think, what was like, the that's name? legit, Bruce. Bruce. 
Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is talking about like Sly Cooper. Well, he said Wind Waker. So yeah, so I think he's thinking of something like that. But yeah, Harold is like traditional Disney esque animation. I loved Wind Waker, by the way. They like like the. I know I'm in the minority, but yeah. yeah. The Harold developer actually hired a bunch of animators formerly of Disney, and like he he got a bunch of animators specifically to for that exact purpose. So if you like, yeah, there's one to take a peek at. Be like the only video game you can get an animation cell from, (laughs) pretty much. Hmm, what else we got here? This is a question for Ryan from my boy Yair. The question for Ryan is, how come Far Cry 2 didn't make the top 25 cut? Destin Legary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, ultimately, I think that was my call. I don't even remember. I, I came over was, there. I remember I came over there and was on the list. Yeah, you like, were messing with our fuck? list. I Sorry. love that game. Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> There's the explicit tag, Destin. It's fine, yeah. I've said shit like nine You've times. You've ruined yeah. us on iTunes. Yeah. No, I th- we had it for a while at 25, just because I was like, this is not going to make it. I'm going to just put it at 25 and be hopeful. And I could make the case. No, I, I think... And I was you, like, you bump this game, this game, this game, this game? There your, was a lot of stuff. Your I mean, argument yeah. was that the console version was not really... Like, the PC version would be worthy of sure. a top yeah. 25 and it made the top list. 25 on PC. But not so worthy on the console. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's the same game. It's just, like, technically inferior. And to be honest, a lot of the games we have on our list, I'm totally happy that they're on there instead of Far Cry 2. Uh, it's Nick... Hanneman, one of our mm, big fans, one of our regulars, also, yeah. also emailed in, asked me like, "Hey guys, seriously, where's Dark Souls?" And I mean, that's a that's a pretty compelling point, right? Like we, I think I brought that one up. We too. did we did pine over Dark Souls for yeah. a while. That one was on the bubble, and it just it didn't was. quite make the cut. Yeah, for a while it was actually kind of high, um, but eventually it just got like nudged off and like up, 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 up until it was gone. Um, I'm glad you guys listened to me because technically you could have just been like, "He's not on our team. Get the hell out of here." <laughs> hey man, we love our IG. You're all on our. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's on our team. On our yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, Team we Xbox, I there mean, was you and Mitch, yeah. so. there was a whole. I mean, you guys got to listen to us order the thing, and that was the calmest of the of the That's arguments. True. Like having, I made the mistake of putting it on a board. Yeah, I put our top twenty five <laughs> on a whiteboard, and it wasn't even like an ordered thing. You'd never do that like, again. I wrote twenty five games down, and then had like another box for like, okay, well, these could also be here, and people freaked. Everybody <laughs> has their two cents. It was like, I'm right over. It was like right by Why my desk, and I'm trying to do. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to do work, and people are like by my desk, like screaming about why something shouldn't be on the list like never again yeah sorry about that mitch i just i've lost it everyone lost it what is going on yeah so we did we did trust us if there's a game on the list that you were like hey where was that like trust us it came up it came up yeah Uh, got any other emails yeah one last one from al who asks uh so a little context Al says there was a, stati- a statistic floating around where there was some huge percentage of gamers, something like 90%, don't finish games anymore, which is a point Ryan brings up a lot. Yes. Uh, I do. I he mentioned something like Final Fantasy 13 2. That was a weird number to read. We have an, then we have something like Final Fantasy 13 2 where the plot resolution was paid DLC. This was also true of Prince of Persia, by the way, in 2008. Oh. Uh, and with the rise of free-to-play models, he wonders, do you think there's any chance of lowering the bar of entry to games from 60 to, say, 40 or 50, and then wrapping up the plot or ending for those who care in paid DLC to bring it back to 60? That no. is a mortifying business T- proposition. THQ sort of tried this with a... Oh, and how with, did that with, go? With MX versus ATV, the oh, last God, one. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, they, to they, wrap up the story, though? No, no, no. Well, no. This, it's not, you know, it's similar not... Similar concept. Yeah. Yeah, similar concept. It's a motocross game, obviously. Yeah. And where they sold the game for, like, the, a bare-bones edition of the game for $40 and then microtransacted the hell out of the rest of it mm-hmm. so that if you bought every... If, like, if you were into it and bought everything, you'd spend more than $60. It and was really skeezy. It failed spectacularly. If I ever right, good. buy a I'm kind game... Of, 
and it says you need to download this content to finish it, I will, I will be pissed. I will do well, everything. I will write articles about that. There's never been an instance where I've actively wanted a game to fail except that one. It was just it was forty dollars. You got yeah. two tracks with like two modes. It was like the most disgusting package ever. Yeah. And then it was like 10 bucks per track or something disgusting. I got really <laughs> pissed off uh, during playing Rage, you know, Id's first-person shooter. Right. There's a point. Uh, it's a side quest. It has nothing to do with the yeah. main game. But there's a part where you can go into the sewers. So you, you, you click to go in there. And it says, uh, you need to go buy this in our marketplace. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? No, you just, I don't. I need to sell your game. You just pulled me out of you your know. game Dragon completely. Age did the exact same thing, where oh. you would go talk to somebody who was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go up to this mountain and like go get this golem. It's going to be rad. And you're like, all right, cool, let's go. And then the you get a pop-up. It's like, by the way, this is $10. It's like, dude, don't make me do this. One of the things about the Assassin's Creed series that, I don't know if egregious is the right word, but it really infuriated me was when I found out, and they admitted that they took out two chapters of the game oh, so God. that they could oh, sell yeah. it. Yep. It's just like, why would you tell people that? Also, don't that DLC it. was bad. Yeah, and it was terrible. It was just like two side missions. <laughs> it's like, how else can we cash in on this series? Yeah. And that's why I hate the Assassin's Creed 2 line. Because they did stuff like that and got away with it. It's yeah. disgusting. Don't do that, Ubisoft. Don't do that with Assassin's Creed 3, please. Those are our emails for this week. Wow, a lot of... If you have an email... <laughs> let's send, let's, rage. Let's not end on that note. If we you want to send us positive, positive emails that won't get us angry, yeah. you can reach us at unlocked at IGN.com. And you should do that. We get, we get a few emails, but a lot of them are like, hey, what games are you guys looking forward to? Send us questions, things you want to know, not necessarily about, like... You know, stuff we cover. Actually, going into the holiday season, that's a good question. I mean, we're excited for a lot of things. And I think we actually... Well, and like, you can read the site to find the answer to that. Right, and it just that kind of stuff just comes up naturally in conversation. Yes. I've heard, maybe, I can't, I can't be 100% certain on this, uh, so Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that Destin might be interested in Borderlands 2. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for Borderlands 2. Oh my god, <laughs> get it. Please buy it, it's so good. Send us emails, anything you want to know about, you, the, about the industry, you. about games, about developers... <laughs> Uh, send us people you would like us to get on the podcast for interviews. We can, and if we don't think of somebody and you're like, hey, why don't you have this guy? We can reach out. We can talk to them. We'll make it happen. Ken well, Bob. He's a good guy to talk to. That's why I want to get on the live stream. He's good. He's a good man. Killer Instinct. Still at Microsoft. Killer Instinct questions. That's all, that's all we're allowed to <laughs> ask oh him, though. God. So that's Ken Bob, but we're only allowed to talk Killer Instinct for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, I'll let you do that interview. Okay. <laughs> We'll so, Fulgore, let's talk about that character yeah, why not? design That's, and uh, oh, you know, combo. All right. Uh, let's hit the road because we're already pushing an hour, and that's without the 25-minute interview that we had with Nels. So it's kind of my uh, I want to thank Nels Anderson for coming on. And, again, I know there, I've gotten, you know, there's always, of course, Twitter being Twitter. People are like, oh, Ryan only interviews people that he kisses the asses of. Well, what do you, you want me to have on people whose games I hate? Yeah. Here we have some uh, asshole who I don't like. Yeah, so I gave uh, your game a four because it was terrible. Here we have How the lead. Did that yeah. make you feel Here's the lead bad. designer of Steel Battalion Heavy Armor. What's what's wrong with you? Why haven't you? Why <laughs> haven't you just retired? When I was at when I was at Gamescom, I had a Dead or Alive Five appointment. Yeah. So I sat down and did the appointment, and they were like, "Are you the guy that reviewed Ninja Gaiden Three? Oh, oh no. no! I was like, "Yes, I am." And what I didn't realize is the the director or producer or whatever of dead or alive is hayashi the guy who was the director on ninja guy yep. so we were playing our demo and he was like kind of teaching me the game 
And then at one point, he just kind of like stops playing. He's like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I talked to him for like 20 minutes about my yeah. review. So it was, ba- it was kind of weird to be able to sit in a room with the guy who made the game and be like, this is why I hated your game. What did, what did that he was ask awkward. you? Um, like, he, he just he was trying to clarify like some points about like, well, we were trying to do this. And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. So it was one of those Man, conversations. That'd be a difficult conversation, but the fact that he had the balls. To yeah, just, like, he was ask awesome. You. I Absolutely. loved it. Like, it was awesome because we were both able to be like super open about everything. Like he's like, I did not approve of, like I did not think that this was a strong argument. I was like, well, okay, fair. Yeah, I thought it was. Those are great conversations. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Well, that was like, you know, when we chatted with Randy last week, we went back uh, and Duke. forth on Duke Nukem yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I know you're... And he admitted, he's like, yeah, I'm totally not biased. I'm way close to it. And yeah. Like, yeah, no, those... those. No, he said he is biased repeatedly. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he's like, I love that game. I love Duke Nukem. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say it's bad my favorite. I love it. And good for yeah. him. Yeah. You know, that's 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 his job. Is, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he should be. You know, he's it, he's he got his start in the business with yeah. Duke yeah. Nukem, but... Boy, because I, I went in, I wanted to love that game so much. I wanted yeah. it to come out and just be this cool, fun thing, but a lot yeah, of not really. Did, dude. Not so much. Anyway, uh, so yeah, thanks to Nels for coming on and chatting Mark of the Ninja with us. Sorry if you thought I kissed his ass too much, but hey, he just made an awesome stealth game. And the reality is, as we touched on a little in the interview, the live arcade, good live arcade games will not sell unless you really get the word out. They just don't. Yeah, that's I mean, the nature of the beast. Appropriately, you can't find Mark of the Ninja anywhere. Well, I did see a tweet from uh, one of I think it's one of one of our competitors slash compatriots. I don't know if it was one of the one of the joystick guys or or Verge guys who took a screen grab. I guess Microsoft did finally promote it. Oh, good. In the uh, on one of the the panels on the like welcome front page of the right, dashboard. Right. So yay. Good. I hope that game sells a billion copies. Yeah. So if we're if we're championing Mark of the Ninja, it's because it deserves it. Mark you know, Borderlands 2, as much as Destin loves it, it's got a multi, multi million dollar marketing campaign behind it. Yeah, it's doing okay. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll be just fine. I take Bart every day and there's posters everywhere yeah. for yep. that game. Yeah. It's on every bus in San Francisco. It is. Mm-hmm. I just saw it on a bus today. Posters on restaurant doors and yeah. things. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. too. That place on 3rd? <laughs> yep, yeah. right on the corner. <laughs> in fact, when uh, Randy Pitcher was here last week and we went to lunch, we went to get some burritos, we walked by that, to and he totally noticed it. Did you go to Victor's? He did. Yeah. He did. And he was like, oh, look, check this out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm so, sad I missed that. Thanks, Nels. And I want to thank, of course, Mitch Dyer and Hi. Destin Laguerre. Thanks. Had a good show this week once fun. again. And, wow, GarageBand is, like, starting to slow to a crawl. <laughs> we, should, we should probably uh, stop this up. recording. Please. Yes, uh, we love you. Goodbye. Check out our Xbox Live app. You can see all our video reviews there. That's a good. That's the probably the best place to consume our video reviews. Just yeah. fire up your Xbox and and queue up our video reviews like, like of say Mark of the Ninja or this podcast Borderlands Two mm-hmm. coming uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow you night. You can watch the video version of this right now. Yeah, you can watch this podcast. Wait, Listen again. Our reviews coming tomorrow night for Borderlands, September thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. that's airing? tomorrow. Today. Oh, okay. This will go up today. So I am still yeah. under embargo. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter, of course, uh, at IGN. That's the main source where you get uh, all the big headlines. But individually, we have uh, at Destin Laguerre, at Mitchie D, and at DMC Ryan. That's where you can come. Don't forget yes, your thank you. That's where you can come chat with us and tell us how much we suck. 
or uh, you know maybe show show a little love. Twitter's been showing me a lot of love. Support me for the Double Dragon review. No one uh, can spell my They're name, like a so shoulder. D e s t i n l e g a r i e. Destin Legary. Follow him. He loves you. You should love him back. And I do actually. I do appreciate Twitter's kind words on the Randy Pitchford interview. I thought I thought it was one of the better ones that I've had a chance to do so far in my time here at IGN. And of course. 80% of that is just having a good interview subject to talk to sure. and the person, yeah, and Randy's the person at Randy. So thanks to Randy again for last week. And, he was also uh, on Up at Noon this week. Up, yeah. And it was like an amazing he, interview. He shaved uh, Greg's head <laughs> yes. at the end. YouTube.com slash start. It actually happened. You should check it out. Thanks to everybody who listened. That's uh, that's all of you listening. You're the most important part and the most the people we need to thank the most. We love you. Most of you get us on iTunes where you can subscribe for free if you just search for Podcast Unlocked in the search field. Uh, we're also on the Zoom Marketplace or catch the show posted on IGN.com as well. So we'll, we'll be... Yeah. Rewind. Try that again. We will be back with episode number 72 this time next week. Bye-bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.